Hi, this is Adam Bergman. On today's Adam Talks, I'm going to be talking about the death of the stretch IRA and whether there's a workaround. In 2019, the president signed into law the SECURE Act around December 19, 2019. And the SECURE Act is probably the most important pieces of legislation impacting the retirement industry in some 13 years. And most of the SECURE Act was very positive. For example, it increased RMDs, require minimum distribution ages from 70 and a half to 72. It allowed people to make pre-tax IRA contributions past the age of 70. It also had some other favorable provisions, such as multiple employer plans, increased credits for adopting 401k plans, and even allowing small businesses to adopt solo 401k plans the year after the contributions due. So for example, in, for a 2020 contribution, you're now able under the SECURE Act to make contributions in 2021. The problem is, and the one negative was the elimination of the stretch IRA. And this provision attracted a large number of controversy, a lot of articles, even in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, uh, CNBC, uh, major publications. I've written a number of uh, articles and blogs about it too, did a number of podcasts. Why? Because the stretch IRA was an important tax planning tool that a lot of retirement account holders used to plan for retirement and make sure that their children had basically could maximize their, their IRA uh, yields. And what happened is the government just kind of changed the rules on us. They basically said, sorry, going forward, that whole stretch IRA advantage is gone. So what is a stretch IRA? Before we talk about what the SECURE Act did, and, and how and if there's any workarounds with the use of accumulation trusts, let's talk about what the stretch IRA is. So prior to 2020, what the stretch IRA was is that for any IRA left to a non-spouse, and a non-spouse means a non-spouse, right? Child, for example. So if you left your IRA to a spouse, generally what would happen is a spouse would take over the IRA and his or her name, and then would be subject to requirement of distributions based off their age. What the stretch IRA did is that if you left your IRA to a non-spouse, a child, for example, the child then could take the IRA distribution over his or her life expectancy, which is generally a long period of time because your child is generally much younger than you on your death. So it was used by a lot of people to leave the, an IRA to a non-spouse beneficiary, IRA child, and then the child could then allow the IRA to grow over a longer period of time and take advantage of the power of tax deferral because the longer your IRA stays in existence, the more time it has to grow without tax, which takes advantage of the power of tax deferral, compounded return, which basically means if you can average 8% rate of return, every eight years, your money doubles. So the longer it's in the IRA, the greater chance you're gonna have more money at the end of the day. What the SECURE Act did is it stopped that. And it basically said this, whether you leave your IRA to a non-spouse, okay, any non-spouse or a trust, it's a 10-year rule, meaning you have to take the money out after 10 years. Okay, and again, this only is for non-spouses. Um, if you leave your money to a spouse, your spouse can then put the IRA in his or her name, and this rule doesn't come into play. But for non-spouses, children, for example, they have 10 years to pull that money out. Now, they don't have to pull it out in equal installments over 10 years. 
they can wait until the 10th year to pull it all out, which is what I assume a lot of people are going to do. But it changes the game because before a child would have a lot longer than 10 years to pull all that money out. And now what the IRS said is, no, sorry, you're stuck at that 10-year period. So prior to the SECURE Act, what people did to really take advantage of the stretch IRA is they had the beneficiary uh, be a trust. Okay, but it wasn't just a regular trust because if they left the IRA into a regular trust, it would be subject to a five-year RMD rule. So you wouldn't get the whole single life expectancy of the beneficiary or the oldest beneficiary or the child, for example, you'd be, you'd be stuck with a five-year period if you set the trust as the beneficiary. However, there's something called a see-through or look-through trust, or if you satisfy a number of conditions, you could employ the see-through rules under the tax code. And if you satisfy those rules, you then can use the oldest beneficiary age as a stretch date. So if your oldest beneficiary was 25, for example, you can use that date as an indicator on the life expectancy table to stretch the IRA you re they received in the trust uh, over that period. So it would be a lot longer than five years. And those five conditions are, and I'll just read, the trust must be a valid trust under state law. Trust must be irrevocable. You can't revoke it. Um, the trust underlying beneficiaries must all be identifiable. So you can't just say to my children, you have to say to John Doe or Jane Doe. And a copy of the trust document must be provided to the custodian by October 31st, the year following the death of the IRA holder. So if you satisfy those conditions, you would be able to, under 401A94 of the regulations, you'd be considered a see-through trust. And then instead of being subject to five-year stretch, you can use the age of the oldest beneficiary to stretch out that IRA. Unfortunately, the Secure Act kind of killed that. So now we're back to the drawing board is what can we do? So again, if you leave your IRA to a spouse, you don't have to worry about this rule, right? This only comes into play if you leave your IRA to a non-spouse. And when I say IRA, I mean Roth or pre-tax IRA, okay? So now we know that see-through rule formula or strategy won't work, right? Because you're, you get 10 years, no matter if it's a see-through trust or not, you're stuck with 10 years. So what do we do? So there's a couple of workarounds, unfortunately, there's nothing perfect. There's nothing that is going to really get you above and beyond that 10 years, although there's something called an accumulation trust. An accumulation trust was used in prior years as well as a way to basically control how the trust's assets are distributed. So it didn't have much tax benefits, but it allowed the trustee to decide how that money was being distributed to the beneficiaries of the trust. So what some tax experts have, have thought about. And again, this is kind of new because the Secure Act just came into play at the end of December. So what I'm telling you is kind of, uh, I think, uh, pretty um, avant-garde stuff, pr pretty uh, exciting. Uh, you're not going to see a lot of this. There's actually some misinformation out there as well, which I'll correct. So what people have thought about doing, and it's just still at the dry board because we're only in January of 2020 and the Secure Act, or February, sorry, of 2020. And the uh, Secure Act is December 19 of 2019. So what the accumulation trust idea is that, okay, we're going to have the accumulation trust be the beneficiary of the IRA. After 10 years, the IRA funds will go into the accumulation trust. And then the accumulation trust trustee can then distribute those assets over a period of years. 
Now, it's not going to solve any tax benefits because the accumulation trust, once the IRA goes into the trust, if it's a pre-tax IRA, it's still taxable. So it's either going to pay trust tax rates on any of the principal or income in that trust or the individual beneficiaries who receive the assets from that trust would pay income tax on that money. But if it's a Roth IRA that is sent or transferred to that accumulation trust after the 10-year period, right, you have the IRA, and underneath you have the accumulation trust. If it's a Roth IRA, the principal, let's say that $100,000 in that Roth IRA after 10 years that's sent to the accumulation trust, that could then be sent to the beneficiary without tax, right? Because that's the principal, okay? It's a Roth, so it's not subject to tax. But the earnings on that principal or the earnings on that Roth transferred into the accumulation trust would be subject to either trust tax if it stayed in the trust or individual tax if it was distributed. Now, the trust tax rates, 37%, the max rate, which is higher generally than the individual tax rate. So probably the idea is if you don't have to keep it in the trust, for uh, non-tax purposes, you probably want to distribute it to a beneficiary. But that's not gonna really solve any tax issues, right? Because after 10 years, if you had a Roth IRA, the earnings on the Roth IRA is now subject to tax, whether it stays in the trust or it's distributed. I've read some articles over the last few weeks which had some misinformation and, and basically miscategorized the accumulation trust as allowing you to keep the Roth IRA in the trust without tax. No, only the earnings would be subject to tax, but the principal would not be subject to tax. So that's correct. But the earnings would be subject to tax in the trust, either at the trust tax rates or the individual tax rates. On the pre-tax side, if the pre-tax IRA after 10 years gets sent to the accumulation trust, the pre-tax, the accumulation trust, that trust would pay tax on any distributions. Um, so the IRA beneficiary of the trust would pay, or beneficiary of the trust would pay tax on any distributions, including principal from the pre-tax IRA in the trust. And then obviously any earnings from the accumulation trust from the pre-tax IRA would also be subject to tax. So in the Roth, you save the tax on the principal. Why? Because it's an after tax. The earnings would be subject to tax. So all in all, the accumulation tax from a non- tax standpoint could help. It can give the trustee some control if you don't want the child to have all the money at one time or you want to control how the assets are distributed to the beneficiaries. That still has a benefit and a value. But unlike pre-law or pre-secure pre -secure act in 2019 and before, you're stuck at that 10 years. You can't use the oldest age of the beneficiary to stretch that IRA out. That's not going to work. You're stuck at that 10 years. After 10 years, either distribute it to a trust, an accumulation trust, or you just give it to the beneficiary. The accumulation trust still has a non-tax benefit of letting the trustee control how those assets are distributed. In the case of the Roth, the principal that's transferred into the accumulation trust would not be subject to tax, but the earnings would. In a pre-tax IRA, whatever's transferred to the accumulation trust would be subject to tax, principal, and earnings. So unfortunately, we're in a because of the SECURE Act, we're in a new world. The stretch IRA has been basically, uh, I'd say buried, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, it's a kind of a morbid description, but it's dead. Uh, really, we're stuck at this 10 years. If you don't name a beneficiary, it's five years. Um, and, and the best we're going to get is a 10-year on a non-spouse. And I want to make that clear. I have a lot of clients that say, 
oh my God, I got to distribute this to 10 years. And my spouse, if I die, has to distribute this in 10 years? No. Spouses can still put the IRA in his or her name and then have until 72 to satisfy RMDs. Non-spouses, children or brothers, sisters or friends, then they're subject to this 10-year rule. Then you can decide whether an accumulation trust makes sense from a non-tax standpoint uh, or if you're just going to distribute it after 10 years or before to the IRA beneficiaries. The Roth IRA makes a little, if you have a Roth IRA, it makes a little bit more sense in accumulation trust. You're not saving tax on the um, principal because that's always tax-free and you're not going to save on the earnings, but you, you'll still have more control uh, on, on the distribution of those funds. So again, just, just want to clear up um, some, some kind of misinformation out there. There's some articles that uh, have stated incorrectly that once the Roth IRA goes into the accumulation trust, uh, it's always going to be tax-free, any distributions. Uh, whether it stays in the trust, the earnings on the prince on the principal of the Roth IRA transferred, uh, whether it's transferred to a, a beneficiary or staying in the trust, that's not the case. The principal that comes from the Roth IRA to the accumulation trust will be tax free, but the earnings and income off that principal will be subject to either trust tax at thirty seven percent or individual tax rates are distributed. Uh, I know it's a, a lot to handle. Uh, this is kind of a fluid. Um, subject because as attorney tax attorneys get more time uh it's kind of discovering new wrinkles and as we get more guidance from the irs there's going to be new strategies to hopefully find ways to maintain and um, take advantage of deferral the whole idea uh, i always say this first thing they teach you as a tax attorney defer tax or eliminate tax okay those are the two jobs of a tax attorney so the beauty of retirement accounts and why I love being in the retirement space is you can do both. You can defer tax and if you use a Roth, you can eliminate tax. Unfortunately, the government changed the rules on us mid-game with the stretch IRA. It's kind of like in the Super Bowl, they just in the fourth quarter said, yeah, we're not, we're just going to do two down football. We're not doing four down football anymore. Not fair. Unfortunately, the, the Secure Act does have many positives. This is a major negative, the elimination of the stretch. Some people think the accumulation trust is a workaround. It's really not. From a, a non-tax standpoint, it is. It gives you still more control than just having your beneficiaries or heirs take the money. From a tax standpoint, the earnings on that income, Roth or not, will be subject to tax. Anna Bergman, Ira Financial, if you felt, found the podcast helpful, insightful, please subscribe to our channel. Um, it's a weekly podcast. Um, again, appreciate you listening, watching. Uh, we're getting great feedback from all of you. So really excited. Um, really appreciate it. And thanks. And until next time.